You ready? Let's rock. Okay. What's going on? You're listening to the Film Drunk Frogcast, coming at you not live from the frock quarters. I got the irregular regular sitting inside my laptop. How you doing, Matt? Yo, what's up? You didn't say my name. I was waiting for you oh, to yeah. actually say Matt. Matt you, <laughs> Matt Lieb. Thank you. Matt Lieb. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just so stoked to be inside of your laptop right now. Uh, what a! It's been a wonderful week. Uh, here uh, in the broadcast family, uh, absolutely nothing going on politically that we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Just uh, you know, uh, it's it's days like like the last few days that'll make you grateful for the fact that this is technically a movie podcast and not a political podcast. So we don't actually have to talk no. about how Joe Biden is going to lose to Donald Trump. Nothing, we don't have to talk about that. Nothing at all depressing yeah. happened. We're just out here on our little mm-hmm. cloud made of Mm -hmm. uh, movie magic and you know what i hope i hope that in the future what ends up happening is people tune out of political podcasts and they go like no it's too sad you know what i need i need a podcast about the movies yeah about tinseltown yeah and then they then they donate a ton of money to us and we start a super pack and we take over politics with yeah patreon.com slash broadcast magic money uh i am sitting next to uh our guest today uh in the in the frock quarters inside of uh vince's laptop uh he is a (laughs) comedian uh (laughs) from uh, los angeles who i've known for many many years uh ladies and gentlemen grant lyon is with us hello everybody what's up yeah many many years we've known each other since before i was like like seriously pursuing comedy yes back when i was non-seriously pursuing yeah, comedy I, I knew college. you before you stopped for a while yeah. and then came back in exactly was exactly. this pre-heroin or or this mid-heroin? was during during heroin this oh, okay. is mid yeah. uh, this was like this was me in college i went to uc santa cruz with grant lyon okay and uh i took a stand-up comedy class and then after that class i started doing like shows on campus like yep. once every three months i would do a show and then it was about how much I would do them too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and Grant, you you put me on. I think the first show that I ever did outside of that class. Um, oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's I, cool. The I, barn. Uh, yeah, at the barn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, we've known each other since then. Yeah, like twenty years old. God damn. I know. Oh. So <laughs> when, uh, when people ask you guys how Holy you got into shit. comedy, do you go, "Oh, uh, I took a class." Well, he didn't. Did you take the class? I took the class the next year. Oh, you took, I was already doing yeah. it before I took the class. Yeah, because I remember you were like, I got into it because I took a class, uh, which <laughs> is nerdy. Um, and then you were someone who was already like doing stand up, or like you had already like done. You must yeah, have done open I mean, mics or something. barely. Right, uh, right, right. But, but at the time, I was like, yeah, I'm a comedian. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, you were like the well, first. That's the like, first step is you tell comedian. yourself you you are that. Yeah, and then yeah, you know, slowly you become that, and then you quit, or you know, you keep yeah. doing whatever. Or you keep going and you yeah. see what, you know, the world of comedy is like. And I'll tell you, it is uh, it's a world of happiness and joy. Oh, boy. You know, I actually ended up TAing that class. Did you? For like 
two or three years after I took it. Wow. I, I didn't know they kept it going. Yeah, they it kept going for a while. I knew that I it was, was like for the first two years because there were people I know who still do comedy from those first two classes. Then someone from the third class was like, Emily Heller was in the third class. Oh, yeah. she was in the third class. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, for some reason, Jesse Elias yeah. was in the third class. Maybe, yeah. I, I guess I know about the first three and yeah. there was more after that? Yeah, because I even came back and I definitely TA'd it twice. I can't remember if... Because wow. I, I was a sophomore when I started doing comedy around campus. And yeah. then I took the class when I was a junior. Yeah. And then I TA'd it as a senior. And then I stayed for just one quarter of like a fifth year. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. TA'd it that quarter Damn. as well. Damn. Yeah. Did anyone... Who was in that class? I don't remember. That was the rejects class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, like, uh, like for sure, the streak of luck was broken. Yeah. Do you feel like that you, um, that you you like vicariously suck in the fame juices of people who started out around the same? Like, do you take vicarious credit for the people who started around the same time that you do and have become much more successful? I first of all, how dare you? Second of all, uh, I don't take vicarious credit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess you specifically do. But I, um, there is something about that stand-up class. There's like a lot of good people. A lot of good who people have come out of that class. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, Elias is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Emily Heller is obviously. I think Donnie Devanian. Yeah. Did the Donnie class. was. Yeah. Donnie uh, was in the class. Uh, yeah. You and me. Nicole uh, was Nicole in your Kalisich class. Nicole was in my right. class. Um, Arthur Gauss took Arth- the class. Yeah, Arthur Gauss, who is back. Yes, Arthur I heard. Arthur's back. I know. He quit for a while, got too bitter, and then came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's easy to get bitter because there's always like, uh, oh, you yeah. know, there's like the people that started out at the same time as you that are much more famous. And then there's the people that started no, out. No, I don't really at, have that experience. <laughs> there's the people that started out at the same time as you who are much funnier than you are and somehow less famous too. So it's like there's always oh, yeah. both sides of the coin where you're like, ah, there's always a lot of uh, a fuel to either keep going or pack it in at any at any given yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, uh, in t- but there is something about the class where I do feel uh, s- like at least on some level a connection with the people oh, who took sure. the class. Oh, for sure. I know? very much so. And uh, Emily is um, to me one of the outliers in that I do feel I, I I like Emily a lot and feel the same kind of like well, you just alma called her, con- you just call her a liar though. No, I didn't call her a liar. What you talking about? Yeah, you said she's an outlier. <laughs> uh, all right. First of all, shitty pun. This is why you're bitter. <laughs> Second of all, uh, um, no, what I mean is that Emily was one of those people who I was like, oh, she's going to make it before she even really started doing comedy. Oh, totally. Because she, she was doing that sketch stuff. Yeah. Too, she uh, was doing sketch. She was with, doing sketch comedy with uh, some people. Yeah. A girl uh, I dated, Beta. Oh, I don't yeah. think I remember Beta. Yeah, well, you know, she was the, funny. The yeah. best way to uh, make it in comedy is to do something besides comedy, I find. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like sketch um, or, you know. But Emily was... Uh, Emily was also. Uh, oh, I just got that. That was you were burning sketch comedy. That was, <laughs> no, that was no, fucking, I wasn't. That was cold. Dude. I wasn't burning sketch comedy. I was burning stand-up comedy. Uh, yeah, I guess you're burning it. 
Um, but no, Emily was in like the music video for the Chronicles of yeah, Narnia Chron- video. The very first. The first like Lonely Island the SNL first sketch. Lonely Island SNL sketch. The and, first like digital short. The SNL first digital like viral short. video, really. Yeah, I know. Uh, and uh, I remember seeing that and being like, oh, so she's. And then finding out that uh, I think her sister was married to one of the Yorma or Akiva or one of them. I think it's Yorma. Yeah. Oh, and typical going, connections, you know. Just... Typical. Con- well, <laughs> But it was a thing where Nepotism I was like... Nepotism strikes again. But she also was very funny. Oh, she no, was also a, a crusher. Yeah. She's, she's a killer. But it was also a, in my mind, foregone conclusion that oh, she was going to yeah. make it. Because I was like... I mean, it's not like she was like married into the fucking Vanderbilt family or yeah, something. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, you know... It, like, she married into a comedy. Or her sister married them into like a comedy family that was totally. like blowing up. I was like... I'm pretty sure that if she wants to do comedy, uh, <laughs> but also she's a killer. It has nothing yeah, yeah. To, to do. Like she's, it's like the same thing with Nick Kroll where I want to hate on Nick Kroll <laughs> yeah. for being the son of a billionaire. Yeah. yeah. But he's so goddamn talented. Yeah. No, if like, if Nick damn. Kroll was uh, at the comedic level of like Colin Jost, everybody would hate him. Like they, they do Colin mm-hmm, Jost, mm-hmm. but like you can't really look at Nick Kroll and be like, oh, this guy doesn't have any fucking talent. You're like, oh, no, that right. guy's No, yeah. you can't. You're like, that he, guy's He's good. too... Yeah, he's really good. He's really, <laughs> really good. I yeah. used to listen to him on fucking Comedy Bang Bang before... Uh, you know, I think it was like before he was like bl- blew up as like a, a guy. And then I found out that he was like a billionaire. And I was like, I'm all right with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I actually did not know that until right now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you said that. It's the same thing with like Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who's like from like a, a, on another billionaire family. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It I, does give you, I will say, the one oh, advantage it gives, it gives you is like, is money. oh, I don't have to yeah. like take all these shitty jobs. Oh, for or sure. Things, like I can put all of my thought into you, comedy and you characters. You can and, safely say that any... Uh, son or daughter of a billionaire who gets big in comedy in a parallel universe where they are not the son or daughter yeah, of a billionaire yeah. would not be a comedian. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it's mean, just like it's, literally any profession in the arts is like it, the, the number one advantage yeah. is being independently wealthy. That was like, I mean, that's true of writing also. Like mm-hmm. when I was at Columbia for a while, like I, I, I it didn't dawn on me right away, but I don't know a few semesters in i realized like oh shit everybody else here has money and that's why they're wasting yeah. their time here and i'm You're the like, idiot oh, who's got a bunch it. of loans <laughs> yeah what you got to do is you got to find one of them uh that's a girl and you got to marry them yeah <laughs> and then <laughs> blew it. be like oh i didn't even know that your family was uh the you know woody allen i didn't know you were woody allen yeah. oh you're a, a bad example you're a scion of both the louis and the dry fi amazing wow uh, i do i do feel like pretty i doubt there are many yeah other colleges besides like you know harvard right that has right 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 uh the magazine and yeah stuff like yeah that. the lampoon yeah, yeah exactly like there's not that many other people that are still doing comedy from like an era of a college as our era that is true i was thinking, i feel very proud of that me too i do feel like uh and and it bodes well for at the very least the possibility of a documentary someday yeah. where we're featured <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's i mean really i think all anyone in the arts wants is to be just a footnote yeah. in a documentary 
Did you know banana slugs were funny? Yeah, and then just like, yeah. I mean, what you don't want to be, though, is the is the sad one. Who, yeah, 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 You know, like the one who ends up, like, killing a bunch of people at well, the comedy store. You know, <laughs> it's just like a mash. Who's which, your money on? Let's be honest. It's kind of amazing that Elias. that hasn't happened. I'm glad that it hasn't, but it's yeah, kind yeah. of incredible that it hasn't happened. I do think about that a lot. I'm like, you know someone's gonna do it someone's gonna just yeah. be like you know where there's a lot of people and where all of the security are comedians is <laughs> 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 the comedy maybe store. i can disarm him with humor yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's very disarming you want to um, hear one liner yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, knock knock yeah, yeah. so grant you Anyways, knew uh you knew matt from uh, uc santa cruz but you are also a los angeles uh, Los Angelo. Did you guys uh, know Los each other Angelo. from yeah. the small burg of Los Angeles before? No, not at all. Just up in college. Yeah, yeah. We met in college. You're, are, where I mean, you? Los Angeles is pretty large. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. it? Uh, Wait, are you, you're from Los Angeles? County, but oh, like... Uh, okay. You're the one who like said Arcadia. he was from Los oh, Angeles. So. <laughs> I, 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 no, I, I, did I say that? I, yeah. I misspoke. Uh, but yeah, no, I did grow up in like the suburb, like oh, Arcadia, nice. yeah, Arcadia, and I lived in uh, Claremont for yeah, a while yeah, as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Nice, stuff, so. nice, nice. But, so it's kind of like, it's it's kind of like moving back home in a yeah. way. Yeah, you know? it didn't feel like a big move when I like yeah, I know. came here after the Bay Area. It wasn't like, oh, I'm making the I big know. move. I'm I was like, I'm gonna jump ship and go to the big city. To yeah, be it's a like star. I already would do Christmases down here and summer down here, and it's a weird thing because it's like. But you you moved to New York at one point. I know I never lived in no, New York. I lived in Chicago oh. for my first couple of years of high school. Oh, okay. So I was in L I was in L A suburbs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I moved to Chicago. Did my first two years of high school in Chicago. Yeah. And then did my second two years of high school in Sacramento. Oh, and then damn. went to Santa Cruz. Oh, all right, I got so you. I never. I, I was in San Francisco doing comedy, and then I moved to L A straight from San Francisco. Oh, for some reason I thought you like uh, were in New York for a bit. No, I like to go out to New York and like do spots and yeah. All I think that maybe sort of I was stuff, just the, you the were big, you got the big passed apple. at the. I did get passed at the cellar. The cellar, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah. happened in like twenty fourteen. Yeah, like that. yeah. For some reason, I was like, oh, I, uh, he must be in New York. Oh, yeah. That's what I assumed. Um, yeah, there, there is like part of me that's like it, it makes it less exciting it's probably a good thing to move to yeah. be from the place where you're trying well to and i also i like what you say the new york thing i don't know if you feel like this but one of the things that annoys the shit out of me yeah. in like the los angeles comedy scene yeah is like if i'll be in new york for a month doing shows or something like that and you come back and people are like man i haven't seen you in a while did you quit yeah and you're yeah. like oh, why is the I, default did i quit i hate it it's like <laughs> the assumption is ah oh, you you broke down did yeah. you yeah, yeah. Like, no i've been i've been a comedian no i've been doing stuff you're like oh because i haven't seen anything on facebook yeah like, I'm, not, I'm not on facebook well, i haven't seen anything on instagram well yeah. you know i'm not good at instagram <laughs> yeah I'm sorry I don't pop up in your feed all the I time, know, dude. I know it's so annoying. That it's, seems like a you problem, not a me problem. It, and but it it makes me grateful every time I do uh, an uh, empty bar show that <laughs> is just filled with uh, other comics. Um, it makes me grateful whenever there is a flyer because I'm like, oh, good, I can post a flyer so that yeah. no one will forget <laughs> I exist. <laughs> do you oh. think it's it is, is it? Is yeah. it as easy to eat shit in front of zero audience in New York as it is uh, in L.A., or is that more of an L.A. thing? I well, mean, New York, the shows, 
have more people. Yeah, there's than, people at the shows. Like in LA, there's like you'll perform for just other comedians. Yeah, and it's like in New York, maybe also because like being out of towners. We don't have to do like the terrible open mics when we go to New York. We get booked on shows. Yeah, that, that does help. And so you're you're doing a show for. I will say the one difference between New York and LA performing is like I'm like a silly person on stage and off stage. And then sometimes when I try to do this like silly story or something in New York, people are like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Who's this Why are clown? you not making fun of someone? Yeah. Why are you not?" I want you to attack something, yeah, yeah. you know? And I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> and they're like, I don't get this at all. And then as soon as you're like, well, this guy's an idiot. They're like, yes, yeah. now we get <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a thing. It's a thing. That where is a, there I think are, that is a New York thing where they don't respect you as a person until you're mean. Or at least that's what I yeah. found. I, I didn't do comedy when I lived in New York. Like I took a, year, a couple years off, but there it was like a it was a noticeable thing just in like customer service situations where someone would yeah. just be fucking rude to you and until you were and then you'd have to be rude back and then they would start treating you like a person and it was the strangest uh, the strangest thing. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the reasons I haven't lived there is because people are just like dead inside. Yeah. Like a lot. Like I remember one of the one of the first times I ever went to New York. True story. I'm walking down the street and there's like an old Chinese man who's walking slowly with a cane, and this guy is just walking next to him, yelling in his face, just going ching chong, ping pang. Oh like, yeah, horrible, right? And that was and so horrible that you guys laugh. Yeah. When I tell that to New Yorkers, nobody laughs. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." That happens all the time. Well, what was he and I'm like, well, that's doing so outside. ridiculous to me. I'm like, can you believe yeah. what I saw? And they're like, "Yes, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. I very much believe yeah, that." Yeah, yeah. It was a vulnerable person yeah. in public, and that's yeah. why I'm like, when I say that to New Yorkers, and then that's when I was like, oh man, you guys see too much bad shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the fact that that isn't ridiculous to you is ridiculous to me. There's yeah. something though that that I like about New York that uh, and it's one of the things that I've never liked about LA um which is that New York seems to have a, an almost a collective misery Yo, where, yeah. where everyone is pissed off and sad and like because yeah, of that you feel uh like I don't know what like it's not a I'm town off and it's yeah. not a town of uh of fanta fantabulous like dreamers like LA is that's for sure yeah, yeah it's not like I'm oh you come here off, if you're delusional yeah it, it, when I am pissed off in Los Angeles and I'm pissed off and sad I don't feel a part of Los Angeles. Yeah, I feel yeah. like, oh, I gotta hide this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I gotta. Everybody's like, don't bring us down. Yeah, don't bring us down. We're Go home. Shut we're, your blinds. We are sunbathing while brunching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and it's like, so, like because of that, there's like such a there's a front that a lot of people. It's like they move here so that they can wear sunglasses and and eat uh on a patio. Yeah, and, and so there's like something about that level of like delusion about because i just look at them i look outside i think maybe do you think maybe places, i go you're not happy you're, you're this is a yes, show but i will say yeah. if i had to pick 
between people being overtly mean yeah. or fake nice, yeah. I would still pick fake nice because at least it's pleasant. Yeah, I think I think I just uh, there's something I like about uh, overt meanness. <laughs> yeah, that I uh, th- there's something I enjoy. There's something about it that I'm like, uh, at least he's honest. Okay, like, so my <laughs> thing my thing is like yeah. I'm fine with meanness if it comes with competence. The, the, oh, yeah. Like if you're competent at your job, especially if it's like a customer service thing, if you're mean but you're good at your job, I'm like, all right, I respect that. But yeah. the yeah, worst, yeah. the worst thing is when you're mean and bad at your job. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. And I say this because, all right, so this is a stupid story, but I was in San Francisco yesterday, and uh, you yeah. know, every time I go to San Francisco now, I'm like glad that I moved. Uh, which yeah. is probably pretty common. But so like I, yeah. I'm, I'm in between movies. I'm going to get some fucking chicken because I saw a thing about chicken on TV and it made me want, made me crave chicken. So I go to like... Yeah, the, yeah, that's how it works for me too. Yeah, so I go to like the hipster chicken wing place. You know, they're calling out numbers and everybody's in there like uh off of they just got to happy hour from their tech job and they're talking too, too loud like they always do. Uh, And so... Like they call me, they call my name. I go up to where they're putting the food out, and there's like a there's like a girl uh, in the front, and she's kind of monopolizing the entire like food counter, like trying to get extra condiments and shit, you know. And so, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm like, all right, I'll wait uh, patiently behind her because I can't really shove myself in to grab my food. Small space. Yeah, see, I, I don't do that. I, I I sidle up and I just kind of slowly body them out. Yeah, that's I was me you're at, a big guy. Too. That's me at every salsa bar. I'm just like, I can't. You you think you own this space? But go ahead. Yeah, so I'm doing so I'm doing that, and and my instinct is to body up too. But for some reason, I was just like, all right, there's not enough space here. This would be too overt. And uh, while I'm doing that, some other person who got called after me, like just sneaks in in front of me and bodies up the girl and gets in front. And so I'm like, okay, we're playing fucking prison rules now. Um, (laughs) And, uh, and so she gets up to the front and she gets her stuff and I wait for her. And then I get up there and, uh, and I take, I take my food and I pick it up and it's, you know, it's got slaw on the side, but there's no fork. So then I got to do like the quick scan around the restaurant to see like if they have the forks out and I'm the dumb one for yeah. for not, uh, you know, not knowing where the forks are automatically. Sure. And there's no forks out. They're supposed to give me a fork. She didn't. So I go back to the the lady calling out the, the food and I'm like, uh, excuse me, um, can I uh, get a fork? And she goes and she goes. Uh, yeah, can you wait a second? And then she calls two more orders out, and then she fuck gives me my you. fork. And I'm like, what the fuck? You're punishing me for being the fucking nice one and for your incompetence of not putting out the necessary utensils with my thing. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. You should have you stabbed her with that fork. You yeah, she should have <laughs> said, thank you for the fork, and then right in the yeah. eye, oh, dude. I fuck had a mind shit. to. I had a mind to. Let me tell you. You had a mind to. You, you wouldn't have made that mistake again. Yeah, yeah, you live, you learn, you fucking cyclops. <laughs> but the funny thing uh, I learned about New York, like my favorite thing about it is like the fact that no one has privacy. Like everybody's doing everything oh. in public all the time in New York. Like that's just a thing. Yeah. And like yeah. privacy in New York is kind of like gravity uh, to Wiley Coyote where it like it doesn't af- <laughs> it like it doesn't affect you until you acknowledge it. Like so he can like yeah. run out across the fucking uh, the little cliff and until he looks down, he's fine. Right. So yeah. uh, one of my friends was in a little bodega. That's what they call him out there. No big deal. Uh, you know, they call them bodegas. <laughs> yeah. They got the good pizza because of the water. But uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so some, so she's in line at a bodega, and there's another guy in line having like a super loud conversation on his cell phone, as one does. <laughs> and uh, sure. And so apparently, like this guy is in the midst of finding out that his wife has just given birth, and <laughs> and so. Uh, my friend meets the guys. Hold, hold on, babe. I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get a pie first. First, I'm gonna get a pie, and yeah. then you want a the hero. Baby. You want me to bring a hero yeah, to yeah. the I'll, hospital? I'll bring you a hero. You want a falafel from falafel cart? <laughs> hey, is the baby old enough to uh, to have a dolma? I didn't That's read the books. Lead. I didn't read any of the baby books. Oh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, everybody's obviously listening to this guy's conversation. So she like meets the guy's eyes and she mouths congratulations because the guy has just found out that he's had a, had a child. Sure. And uh, in response to this, the guy immediately like glares at her and turns his back. Like, how fucking dare you eavesdrop <laughs> on my conversation? Also, how dare you be nice about it? Yeah. Like, congratulations. That's the nice thing to say in that. There, there is something about it, it's like maybe it's just seen as weakness there yeah. or something. Like, I don't know. There's, I, I love the idea of like, people doing the nice thing and then someone just smelling blood in the water there's yeah. something very just funny oh, about that talking about that privacy in new york my my best story my best new york story yeah. is one time i'm walking around like times square very touristy area yeah, 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 right yeah. and a dude stops in the middle of the sidewalk to take a picture mm. and a guy bumps into him from behind <laughs> yeah because he stops yeah, in the sidewalk yeah, yeah. and the dude who bumps into him is like clearly a new yorker and just loses his shit so quickly yeah, yeah. and he goes you can't stop in the middle of the sidewalk <laughs> and the guy was like i'm sorry and yeah. again he was like you can't stop in the middle of the sidewalk <laughs> And he's like getting in this dude's face and the guy's like, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were behind me. And yeah. the dude gets right in his face and goes, in New York, there's always someone behind you. <laughs> oh, my like, oh, God. Oh, man, that's so intense. <laughs> you put on your hands of lights. I, just I like was walking here. Just... Everybody's walking yeah. here. We're always <laughs> walking. Everybody walks here. Haven't you seen one movie about New York? Everybody's walking here. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, I get it. It's a it's a hell town, but there's like at least everyone is just expressing themselves. Yeah. you know, maybe I've been to too many years of therapy, but there's like, yeah, you know, there's like a healthy level of expression. There's like an authenticity. Emotion. Yeah, there's an yeah. authenticity to be like I'm right now and i'm gonna talk about yeah, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know i just why it's like it's same with like uh you know you see kind of like uh mentally ill homeless people just you know talking to themselves and i'm just like this guy gets it you know? <laughs> like this guy's just like he's just having a conversation he's living his what? truth he's living his truth you yeah. know more yeah. power to him whereas like out here it's like in order to live your truth you, you really just have to uh you have to be okay with when someone goes like, how are you doing? And you're just going like, oh, I'm not so certain about my career. <laughs> or, or just like going to a house party and be like, oh, I hope to be a homeowner someday, but it, I don't see it. I don't <laughs> yeah. see it happening. And just like people going, oh, shit, uh, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, know? Yeah. you just have to be okay with that. And yeah. it's, uh, well, I've gotten into the... I've gotten into the habit of asking people in Los Angeles. Yeah. When I see someone, I go, how's your life outside of the entertainment oh, business? Oh, that's smart. That's a, Where I'm like, I don't need you to tell me about the projects you're working I know, on. Like, I know. 
I or know. like I'm like, what are you doing for fun these days? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, to, like let's find something to talk about that's not just like the shows we're doing. I mean, I but I have found myself in that conversation with people where I, I found myself in that conversation where someone has asked me like, uh, you know, other than the comedy thing, uh, you know, how's it going? And I'll be like. I don't know what's outside. <laughs> what's outside of this? Yeah. I work hard at this. This is all I do. Yeah. I bought a new video game. Yeah. I bought a new video game. I'd I, rather talk about that. I play it whenever I uh, am thinking about writing comedy, but decided not to. Are you any good at the video game? No, I'm no. not good at it, but I, I like that I'm not good because it takes longer. Yeah. What's the point of it? Yeah. I want it to happen for as long as possible. <laughs> So I can't think my thoughts. I also can't wrap my head around video games these days. Oh, yeah? I'm like, I feel like this is the thing that makes me feel the oldest. Yeah, they passed me by. Is, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like I played Super Nintendo. Oh, and I'm yeah. not. I mean, we're the same yeah. age. Like, yeah. I'm not old. No, no. But I played Super Nintendo. And then now, like, I see people playing, like, Red Dead Redemption. Oh, and yeah. it's like. You even say it like an old guy. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, they're watching the Rendens (laughs) and they're shooting their cowboys. There used to be, like, you know, you used to go from left to right and then there was a boss at the end. And now video games are like, go learn about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Go collect. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just just be there in the world. Yeah, you can go fishing. You don't even have to play the mission. I'm like, what? Yeah, I can't wrap my head around it. You have to, like, pledge video games now there's like a hazing period where it's like oh you're you're a piece of shit you got to go kill some boars in the forest before you're even a person yeah that's true there's like levels of just kind of the tutorials that exist for games are basically just throwing you in the deep end of a game and then being like, hey, good luck. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. like, you, no, you don't get to sh- kill anyone <laughs> until three hours into it. Yeah, First, yeah. you have to you have to learn. You have to find a map. Like, there's, <laughs> and there, but so there, I mean, it's like, here's some life lessons. That's yeah. what video games are now. Yeah, but there's I. So I hadn't played video games for years and years until uh, Brendan and Brett uh the uh the OG Frotsman, um they they peer pressured me uh on on the signal chat into getting a uh PS4 a- and I'm glad I did it cuz it, it's like <laughs> now it's what I'm afraid no, of really though uh, yeah cuz it's cuz now I will just kind of let out some steam just playing <laughs> GTA 5 uh, you know, fucking, you know, I tried Fortnite, wasn't good at it. Play a little Call of Duty, play that Spider-Man game. And, you know, it's nice. I will say that I should be doing other things, <laughs> but it is. We all need like a way to step away from exactly the, from the fr- career, from the career stuff. And then it's yeah. like, and, you know, like when I'm not playing video games, you know, and I'm not doing career stuff, I'm like doing stuff with my girlfriend, Francesca, who I love very much. And she loves me back. And, uh, it's nice. Um, but yeah, sometimes you just need to like go to the man cave and man the fuck out. Can I, can I ask whether this ever happens in LA? Cause I don't remember this happening in LA and it's, and it seems to be a a thing that happens when you live, uh, in the suburbs or a city, uh, like Fresno. But like now whenever I go, to like the coffee shop or, or like I'm just buying things, uh, in some sort of store. Uh, yeah. like I'll be, I'll be checking out and they'll go, Oh, how's your day going? And, oh, I'll, yeah. and it'll always throw me off. Cause I'm, I'm like, what, what, how's my, 
What? I, yeah. I don't You're know. You're like, you monster. Yeah. You want to have a whole... Why would you ask me that? You want to have the a whole conversation? The day's not over. Anything could happen. <laughs> I haven't had yeah, coffee the, yet. It, Nothing's happened yet. It's fine. I don't know. Help me. Y- yeah, I, I, <laughs> guess, I guess I have had a how's your day going, but I just am like... It's like when you learn someone's name. It's you just in one you just ear, go, good. out the other. Not I'm good. good. How about you? Yeah, I'm good. It but throws it, like, me off I, every time. I, I, I don't know why. Really? Because it definitely yeah. throws me off more when somebody answers that question oh, yeah, brutally, yeah. honestly. And yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. I was just trying to be nice. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my God. I wasn't prepared for all this. Yeah, I'm sorry about your dead grandmother. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I just wanted to, honestly, I just didn't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a person and I said, what do you say after hi? And what you say is, how's your day going? Yeah. How are you? Yeah. yeah. I right. mean, it, it's a it, weird it conversation. My it's too broad for me. <laughs> Yeah, right. it's very broad, and you really are. There's etiquette like, there like today, where you can't, can't answer yeah, honestly. Unless right, you, it's you, fine. Yeah, like today, the last thing I bought, the guy was like, "Oh, hey, we have the same hair," because he had curly hair too. And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's a see, that's a good, uh, that's a good piece of conversation right there." <laughs> we have the same hair is a very weird thing to say. That's that is yeah. if someone went up to me and said, We have the same hair, I'd be like, Are you about to have a stroke right now? No, it sounds was, like something someone that says was like an right honest, before they die. That was an honest interaction and not like a canned piece of conversation, and that's why I appreciated it. Cause that was like because people are always like, Oh, why don't you, you like it when people ask, you know, how's your day going? Or they're just they're just trying to like be friendly or genuine and i'm like no i don't want to hear their like canned customer service thing you know what i mean if you've treated me like an individual i i respect that yeah so this was someone who was working at whatever place you're at yeah i was buying a pot because i was gonna put a plant in it because i have a backyard now oh all right okay so that uh, that makes a little more sense i guess we have the same hair is like something to say yeah but i thought it was a stranger well, and I'm also you. I'm also all about curly haired men solidarity, you know. Yeah, I know <laughs> you have a thing where you're just like. I mean, the three of us all have curly we, we hair. Got curly we, hair, dude. We, we starting a club. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. we're starting a hair club. That's curly right. club. We'll call it the hair. Hey, club welcome for to the men. Curly Boys podcast. <laughs> <laughs> rebrand. We're rebranding. We're the Curly Boys. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, it's a little niceties in life. Well, Matt. Well, what else is going on? Oh, you want to know what's going on in the world? I do. Oh, man. There's so much going on in the world right now, Matt. Uh, did you Just know? Just desperately searching Google what is going on in world. <laughs> no, but Alex Jones was arrested for a DUI as part of a domestic uh, dispute, which, you know, seems very on uh, okay. brand. I heard about this. When at- did this happen? This is like yesterday? Yeah, a couple days ago. Or the day before? And, and so he was arrested for a DUI uh, and a domestic dispute? Like, what happened? Okay. Uh, this is from The Guardian. Alex Jones was arrested in Texas on a misdemeanor charge of driving while intoxicated after his wife called police to their house over an argument. The InfoWars founder was booked into an Austin jail shortly after midnight and released on bond a few hours later, said a spokesperson for the sheriff's office. <laughs> Jones, 46, had a, quote, strong odor of alcohol coming from him, and his blood alcohol level was recorded at 0.076 and 0.079, according to court records, which, by the way, 
Uh, that's not drunk. Uh, he's you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh. I mean, point oh seven, oh seven nine is. I thought point oh eight was the limit. Right. Uh, in California. Oh, that's California. It, no, it's yeah, uh, same. It's same in Texas. Uh, Jones was also allegedly unable to complete sobriety tests. Uh, in an arrest. He, after- uh, first of all, he refused a hundred percent. He refused. <laughs> I know my constitutional rights, and the first thing I know is I don't have to do shit. Am I being detained? My ABC's backwards, but guess what? Only lizards can do the backwards. (laughs) If you can do your ABC's backwards, you are a government agent. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's Uh, a pretty good impression. Thank you. (laughs) You should hear uh, Brendan does a better one. I'm I'm second tier compared to his. Dispatch advised the disturbance now was only verbal, but earlier in the day, quote, it was physical, the affidavit said. Uh, Uh... and an article posted Wait. on his Infowars website suggested he was pulled over for going five miles over the speed limit. The article men- mentions Jones, quote, having a small amount of sake with his wife at dinner, but does not mention an <laughs> argument. I uh, love that. I was like, I was having some sake at a sushi <laughs> bar. And people tell me I can't. And people pull me over for that. Then what happened to this country? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So pop quiz. What kind of car do you think Alex Jones... I had Jones- a spider roll. <laughs> Is it illegal to have a spider roll now? I was thinking about getting the Philadelphia roll, but it was better. Well, the best part is we know exactly what happened. Yeah. He'd been drinking. He uh-huh. picks a fight with his wife. Yeah. And she's like, mad. she gets mad back at him. Yeah. And he goes, I got to go drive this off. I'm getting out of here. I got I to go. I'm getting into the goddamn Honda Odyssey. Yeah. And I'm getting the hell. She's like, no, you're drunk. Don't go drive. And he's like, you don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> You are not God. So you are not the government. <laughs> Honda Odyssey, is that your guess, Matt? Yeah, my guess is Honda Odyssey. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Grant. This is you- my goddamn. I'll put the down payment on the Honda Odyssey. And I'm going to take you wherever I want to go. Come on, man. This guy's making it? millions from supplements. You think he's driving a Honda Odyssey? I just like I, what it's the indignity of the Honda Odyssey I like. In, <laughs> yeah. In, in reality, what was he driving? I mean, he was driving he's an American car. He's definitely driving an American-made so car. So he's driving a Chevy Silverado. Ooh, that's close. Uh, the no? de- Dodge Ram? The, the, uh, even closer. Yeah. Dodge, GMC. <laughs> Dodge what Ram, is that the GMC? official vehicle of racism. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the deputy... Oh, so what, the deputy said he arrived when he saw Jones's Dodge Charger leaving the neighborhood and pulled him over. <laughs> Got it. That was very good. That was close. Wow. Uh, so oh, I, sh- uh, I should have known. So naturally, uh, Alex Jones says this is part of a conspiracy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, of course it is. Jones claims there's a, quote, dragnet to catch people driving drunk in the Texas county where he was arrested, apparently because the county has been criticized for its low number of drunk driving arrests. This according, wait, but that's not wait, that's not a conspiracy. That's, that's just trying to be better at their jobs. Yeah, that's. I mean, in a way, I guess you could say that uh, every police action is a conspiracy. Yeah. Of these these police officers are pulling over drunk people. Here's what I've heard. I've heard that they're all over there at that building, yeah. all of them together, just thinking up new ways they're to get me tickets. They're finding people who've had too much to drink and then charging them with a crime. There's an area right there where you can't see the speed limit sign. This is a conspiracy. Yeah. It's a speed trap. Uh, uh, yeah, so, uh, How deep does it go? So he I says he's, he's, uh, he's saying this came to him from his secret uh, police sources. 
which <laughs> weirdly i do not doubt that he has i feel like there's a lot of po- police probably listening to fucking info wars sadly uh, oh a hundred percent jones reportedly told the arresting officer that he was driving to another one of his residences to quote get away from his wife dude did he humble oh, he humble bragged oh Oh, you know where my mistress is? Yeah, she yeah. gets me. She's fine with me drinking. She likes <laughs> me a lot better than my other wife. Uh, yeah, so... The InfoWars yeah, website ahead. says Jones took a breathalyzer test and registered below the legal limit of .08, which in and of itself is incredible is an incredibly low threshold, he complained. Uh, Jones blew a point... <laughs> A point zero seven nine and failed parts of his one leg stand and walk and turn tests, according to CNN. Jones claimed in a video statement that he did he did the one foot test better than the officer did. Uh, <laughs> Jones, I, of course, I, he's perfect in every way. I want to see the body cam footage so bad. Yeah. I, I, I want to see it so fucking bad. I want to see like, him get fucking red faced on his show and tear his shirt off and prove that he can do all of the sobriety tests. Uh, yeah, like on yeah, camera. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want <laughs> and I want him to drink first. Be like, I could do it drunk, and then just <laughs> and just start like. Z, Y, X. <laughs> Marsha, bring me some sake. <laughs> uh, Jones oh, also man. expressed skepticism that the small bottle of sake he drunk hours earlier could have possibly showed up on a breathalyzer test. I'm not saying the cop did something. It was the testing system they had, he said in a video. I'm empowered by freedom, Jones added. I have to take depressants <laughs> like alcohol to, de- to, de- to suppress how empowered I am because I am into freedom. <laughs> oh my god man yeah. that's like the that's the proof right there is that if you want to lie to yourself you can make anything about freedom yeah you really <laughs> can right? you, can you really can yeah yeah it's just like the reason i tried to kill myself <laughs> is that i wanted to be free of the sadness of the world you know why i haven't done the dishes <laughs> because of freedom <laughs> exactly. i can do them what i want to do them we the people <laughs> demand Freedom. I just yeah. love the idea. It's just everything is like, you know, where does it say that in the Constitution that I have to do the fucking laundry? Nordstrom's having a sale because they believe in freedom. Yeah. That's <laughs> anything comes down to it. That is one of the worst things about all the election drama and the coronavirus is that it's taken all the attention away from uh, Jordan B. Peterson's uh, fucking like weird overdose slash medically induced coma in in moscow because he doesn't believe in uh western doctors yeah yeah any updates on that is he still in a coma i think there's like some conspiracy that his that his daughter has taken over his social media accounts because she was like posting from them for a while oh wow it, it did, but did she write? I'm I'm back, guys. Everything's fine. Uh, I think he like came uh, back to you know like he was out of the coma at, uh, this week. Yeah, yeah. There's some articles. That's, all, that's about, all we know. There's some articles about him, but I don't think anybody knows uh, a lot. I just love like the more right wing figures that end up like you know basically in a coma or in jail dude i don't even know who this guy is jordan peterson is uh he's like a a famous well internet famous right-wing uh psychologist or something like that who's basically taken up the mantle of kind of like the uh um the intellectual men's rights activists uh like you know he's like he's like now i'm gonna tell you 
in through biology, yeah, why right. men are better than yeah, women. Pretty okay? much. Yeah, pretty much. It's yeah, just yeah. scientific. Yeah. Look, I, I didn't want it to be true. Yeah, exactly. It just happens to be biologically it's true. It's everything you just did, <laughs> yeah. but for real. Like, yeah. it's, yeah. It's, Except it's, his evidence it's very is like crazy. lobsters and Disney movies somehow. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. He 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 for some he has some obsession with the fact that lobsters are I don't even know what it is. It doesn't matter. It's just like <laughs> yeah. all I know is that the people who are super into him like, you know, they'll like wear lobster claws and they'll be like, I'm into Jordan Peterson, which is like it's a I'm level. I'm kind of glad I didn't know who this guy was. Yeah, there's like that's the thing. It's like I'm I'm not someone who likes to throw around the term incel, but I mean, there's something about if you're willing to be like I'm going to wear these lobster claws because I believe in biology. <laughs> you deserve to be a virgin. You deserve it. Well, because I mean, in the, in the toes that I've dipped into uh, the Jordan Peterson pool and I'm like afraid to get any further into it than that. It, it seems like he's great at speaking uh, to men who aren't having enough sex. And he's talking about how yes. like a lot of the world's problems come from uh, sad, lonely men who aren't having enough sex, which I actually, kind of agree with oh i agree with i agree with totally yeah I, 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 but then I his weirdly completely weird... agree with the fact that men you know uh who are sad and lonely uh cause trouble right but then his like his like prescription for the problem is like enforced monogamy and a return to like traditional uh like right like fucking 1930s family values or something which is yeah really weird a really con- weird way to get men to have more sex yeah, it's it's a weird jump. It's just like it's it is basically it's a always there's always a convenient uh, inroad into some sort of like Western traditionalism. Yeah, where where it's all it's always it doesn't matter what the issue is. You aren't like fucking enough. You need to always, become a trad calf. Yeah, yeah. Even with fucking, it's like you're not you know you're not you're not fucking enough, and you're lonely. And it always somehow goes back to, have you ever heard of Jesus? And it's just like, <laughs> how do you get there? How do you yeah, always yeah. make that jump? Because Jesus is always the answer. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> you aren't like, fucking the very least. You know why? Because of the Jews. Yeah, because of the Jews. I just looked him up. And the funniest part about looking him up was I looked up Jordan P.E. Yeah. And then Jordan Peele was the first one to come <laughs> oh, up. And yeah. I was like, for yeah. a second, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Oh. Oh no! This is the wrong name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah. Wait, I know him. Yeah, he's a, he's actually very famous. Yeah, he I won a, an Oscar. I have a I have a little bit about his actual medical ordeal. Um, oh yeah, yeah. According to Michaela, which is Jordan Peterson's daughter, uh, he nearly died several times during his medical ordeal. After weeks in intensive care, he was unable to speak or write and was taking anti seizure medicine. The, and this is because he overdosed on he went on an all meat diet is uh, that right <laughs> the news was met with bafflement by doctors and lay people alike what was peterson doing in a drug-induced coma in russia based on interviews with medical professionals and a close reading of various statements that michaela and peterson himself have made on podcasts and social media it uh-huh. is clear that peterson ended up in russia after an extended battle to wean himself off clonazepam and it seems likely that Peterson, a, a self-proclaimed man of science, succumbed to the lure of a quack treatment with devastating consequences. Uh, Peter- Succum- my favorite is succumb to the lure. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. like well, there's just some quack doctor yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah. come to me, yeah. Jordan. Come. I have crystals. Quack, quack, quack. I want to fuck that duck. Yeah, I just like an actual duck doctor. I, I mean... <laughs> you. 
the fact that he went oh oh is I, that it's like well, excuse me is, is that you dr duck Hello. I'm here to prescribe pills. The pills are made out of gravy. It'll help you with your fibromyalgia. This this is the worst character we've ever done. (laughs) Gotta go. Flap, flap, flap. At least that makes sense. I should let you uh, initiate the character bits on the show. Let me initiate. You just shoehorned me into it. Sure, sure. (laughs) You can't just say a character and go. Uh, this is not a fucking improv this game. This is not a goddamn right? improv game. This is this has to flow. Um, Peterson, I do. There's oh, sorry. no. There's just something incredibly poetic about the fact that this, you know, infamous charlatan uh, was undone by another charlatan like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like it's like live by the grift die by the grift yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? like like you, you figure you've been selling lies well i've been yeah, selling yeah. bigger ones yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly there's always a bigger liar out there yeah, yeah. and it's 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 incredible Peterson's saga has mostly been covered in conservative news outlets which have relied almost exclusively on a disjointed narrative put forth by michaela a nutrition influencer with no medical credentials who claims to have cured <laughs> her idiopathic juvenile arthritis, clinical depression, and a C. diff infection by eating nothing but meat, salt, and water. Peterson, Jesus <laughs> Peterson promoted his and, daughter's... And uh, has all of her legions of followers now have scurvy. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> she says the orange skin is a healthy glow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our president has orange skin. Yeah, he's the healthiest man alive. Yeah. <laughs> Peterson promoted his daughter's snake oil diet and even embraced the program himself. In July 2018, he told celebrity podcaster Joe Rogan that he'd been eating nothing but beef, salt, and water for two months at his daughter's suggestion, following a year of eating almost nothing but steak and salad. It's unclear whether Peterson continued to follow this extreme diet. It's just like... You want to start off and first, like my first instinct is going like, okay, this is some obviously like quack thing, you yeah. know, just some, some, uh, bullshit, uh, self help grift thing where, you know, it's like a fake nutritionist, you know, but then you go before he was doing the all meat diet, he was doing only steak and salads, <laughs> yeah. which to me shows like, it's a real insight into who this guy is because you know every time he would sit and he would have a napkin on his lap and have a little candle and he would just be like many steak as yeah. he's like eating yeah. it he's like i'm a real i'm a big boy you know i can even be more manly if i only yeah. eat steak oh, what am shit. i doing with this green shit yeah yeah <laughs> green is for pussies oh put salt on my steak yeah put more salt on it i like it bloody yeah. i just like i, I just love I love it. I love that, like, you could tell so much about him by the fact that his, you know, what he was consuming, like, his his nutritional choices were to have what he <laughs> considers the most manly yeah, meal his, ever. It's his like, nutritional, his, his uh, like, his thought was like, I can't eat a truck, yeah, so yeah. what can I eat <laughs> yeah. that's like a truck? Yeah. Uh, I've come to goes, find out what? that uh, everything that liberals uh, will tell you to eat is actually wrong, which is why I've only been <laughs> eating meat and no vegetables. 
<laughs> That's, and I Liberals do, are vegans. I'm going to be the opposite of a vegan. He sits around just going, what would Gaston eat? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Gaston is strong. And, and while he's eating it, he's singing to himself, yeah. no one eats steak like Gaston. Yeah, eats right. salt like Gaston. <laughs> Ends up in Moscow. Yeah. Uh, like Gaston. Can't, I can't rhyme it. I can't rhyme it. Yeah. Um, Pe- yeah. Peterson's I, I, health problems first surfaced in September 2019 when his family announced that he had undergone a stint in rehab in upstate New York. According to Michaela's update from Russia, he was pre- prescribed the sedative clonazepam, a benzodiazepine, by his family doctor in 2017 for anxiety stemming from a severe autoimmune reaction to food. Peterson's doctor <laughs> allegedly increased his dose after Peterson's wife was, di- was diagnosed with kidney cancer in April 2019. I don't know why. Mm. I mean, okay. Uh, Peterson supposedly didn't realize he'd become dependent on clonazepam until he suffered agonizing withdrawal symptoms when he tried to quit the medication cold turkey during the summer of 2019. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, don't try to quit benzos uh, cold turkey. It's a bad idea. Yeah, it's a a dark combination to be uh, this, like, this is a particular type of, of, uh, this is a very specific time in right-wing history when you have them being kind of like, they have a Western superiority complex and they're also into kind of just, uh, I, I don't know what genre, uh, you would put like a nutritional grift under, but it's I mean, like, well, look, we've, we've, you- we've killed religion and we've replaced it with podcasts. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is that like, okay, so if you look at kind of like uh, the, the same problem, uh, but with a, you know, kind of more like a liberal person, right? Like all the people in LA, they're into like fucking keto and all these yeah, like, yeah. you know, uh, a weird fad diets and whatnot. But usually those people are also... Uh, they're doing it as a replacement for Western medicine. They're just like, yeah. no, I don't, I don't really do Western medicine. I do and Chris friends. Got my back. Yeah. They're using yeah. it as yeah, a replacement I, for friends, also. And and <laughs> as a replacement for friends. Uh, yeah. And but the problem is, is that he is stuck. He's trying to do both worlds, and in both worlds, you can't be like, I'm gonna only eat steak because of this weird diet, you know, <laughs> which is basically like it's the crystals of diets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also be like, you know, Western medicine is the most superior medicine there is, so I will also take these benzodiazepines. Yeah, and it's like, whoa, 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 you can't do both, dude. Yeah. Oh, you, you really, yeah. you gotta pick a choose. lane, bro. Pick yeah, you lane. gotta pick a lane there. Oh, it's no, like, there was... it's kind of the perfect storm. Yeah, no, there was like some study that found that uh, goop and Alex Jones are basically selling almost all of the same supplements just under different brands. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I've, I've come to realize in the last few years especially that um, our cultural lanes are uh, kind of – they're, they're all – uh, the divisions between them are just kind of like fabrications. They're just different oh, branding. Yeah. So like I used to think like everyone who watches Fox News is an idiot and uh, and th- and those were the idiots. Now I'm like everyone who watches Fox News and everyone who watches MSNBC and CNN, they're all idiots. Yeah. 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 All of Essentially, them. Essentially, anybody who doesn't think for themselves uh, yes. is an idiot. And anyone <laughs> anyone who's like, you know, I'm just here because this is what news looks like. And it's just yeah, like, yeah. yeah. No, it's just like, it's the same 
boomers. They just live in different regions. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. grew up with slightly different cultural values. And and those cultural values uh, inform the type of news that they watch. Yeah. But there's no difference between the idiots... Uh, boomers who watch MSNBC and think Russiagate is like, oh well, you know, as it turns out, Bernie Sanders is a Russian, and <laughs> the the idiots who are who are just like, you know, uh, Trump is God, you know, like it's it's the same type of no, people. it's like the boomers it, who used to be hippies and the boomers who hated hippies when they were younger, yes, and they both they just yes, they're both the same. They just watch slightly different things now. Yeah, yeah, they they really are. It's just branding. It's just a way. It's a bunch of cultural signifiers that tell you you're the one who's correct. And uh, yeah, and it's terrible. I mean, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's it, so the fact that there's like the goop people and the Alex Jones people, and they're all feeding from the same trough is just like yeah, <laughs> yeah. that that makes sense to me. They're all the same pig. Yeah, They're yeah, all yeah. a bunch I don't, of this is, this how is, mad would they be, both of them, if you said that to them? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I try to tell them all the time, you're a bunch of ravenous hogs, and I don't like you. There's, uh, you know, there's... Yeah. There's mindfulness nootropics and then there's tactical nootropics. It turns out they're the <laughs> same nootropics. <laughs> exactly. But. It's the same snake oil. Oh, God bless them. God bless them. You know, they're going to they're gonna ruin the planet uh, but at least uh, you know they'll have a, a at, least, at least they'll waste a lot of money doing it. At least their so chakras will be bad, aligned, aligned. Yeah, I guess this is a bad time to tell you guys about all the stuff I bought on Goop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell me about your Goop haul. Yeah, uh, there should be like you start a YouTube channel that's just Goop hauls where yeah, you just yeah. like you just show a new product. Honestly, it would be huge. <laughs> it would be huge. I'm ninety nine percent convinced that that already exists. Yeah, of I course it does. I didn't even really know what Goop was until a few years ago. Yeah. And I remember I was looking up for a bit. I was trying to go like, who are some of the most hated celebrities? Yeah. And Gwyneth Paltrow kept coming up yeah. on most hated celebrities. Yeah. And I remember asking somebody like, why, why? do people hate Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. so much? I, I, was, she never, I mean, she's not a great actress, but I, she's not offensive to I, me. I, and then it, people were like, oh, this fucking website. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it is weird. Like I, I, But I feel like she was hated before. I feel like sh like her starting goop was just leaning into that yeah, hatred yeah. a little it's bit. Like, you already like, hate me. Yeah. yeah, here you go. Yeah, yep. a lot of people hate me, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna sell some stuff to the people who love me. And uh, hey, you know what? Isn't that what we're all doing? <laughs> we're all just massively hated well, people who are just trying to. Well, because everybody's like, from oh, the same I hate that rich bitch who lives uh, a a non who lives uh, an unattainable lifestyle. And then she was like, right. Hey, here's how you too can live an unattainable lifestyle. And she's like, I'm right. going to be aspirational. How about that? Yeah, that's true. And the truth of it is, is that like the, uh, the big reason that a lot of people hate her for like the lifestyle that they can't attain is that they can't make the intellectual jump uh, needed. We're not intellectual. They can't make the leap of faith needed uh, to put a jade egg in their pussy and be okay with it. Like, they're just like, I can't do it because I yeah. know it won't I, work. It will not change anything. I am too cynical to go there <laughs> and I resent the fact that you can just, your empty ass mind could be like, what if jade egg in pussy? And just do it. And probably feel like the placebo effect. There's the a reason you're not working much anymore, Gwyneth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's sad because like the, I look at that and I, as I do with crystals, I as I do with everything, and I go like, I'd love to believe in that. 
That would yeah, be, I would love to have anything to I, believe I in. Would love right? it. I would love to believe in it. And it would feel so good to just be like, you know what? Today I had I bought three more crystals and then feel good about yeah. it. And my my next month is gonna be great. And my next month's gonna be great. And you're just like just happy and smiling. And then every yeah. good thing that happens, you attribute to the jade egg in your pussy. And every bad thing that happens, you attribute to not having enough jade egg in your <laughs> pussy. <laughs> like it's just it just needs to don't you, it just sounds nice, man. Don't you feel like uh, Scar- Scarlett Johansson is like uh, seconds away from becoming the new Gwyneth Paltrow? I feel like she feels like it, but she hasn't done it yet. Like she hasn't, she hasn't tried to sell me anything yet. So yeah. I don't. I, but she's I don't, got. The, she's like, on the same trajectory where she's like, she's like over beloved she, yeah. by film like by people that vote for the academy awards like they're nominating right. her for every fucking movie that she's in and so now mm-hmm. so now there's like this backlash where it's like fuck scarjo and uh, you know i'm on the fucking yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm carrying that spear because i'm kind of like fuck scarjo but i feel oh, like oh yeah my sister and my sister my girlfriend also francesca hates scarjo really because i i've never liked her that much i will say she was great in Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I couldn't stand her in Jojo Rabbit. Really? Yeah. I was like, oh, man, this is like an actual I, real acting job. I, I felt like it was acting, and I saw really? the acting. It's just one of those things where I see her as, like, for some reason, and, and it's weird because I don't have this with Leo DiCaprio, who arguably also does this, where I can't see Scarlett Johansson as a character i see her as scarjo oh, yeah, yeah. playing a character and it like takes me out of it and it just makes me mad whereas like i uh, to be honest like i don't see leonardo dicaprio as anyone but leonardo dicaprio in every movie he is but yeah. i'm just like more leo like, <laughs> like i love it even though he sounds like and look like it's he has a a weird range of like being leo so sometimes yeah. you're like oh now he's southern accent well, leo i think there's like yeah because like i think Come denzel with the washington <laughs> denzel washington is pretty much the same that's true. person and that's everything true but he's so good he's at it so that i don't yeah mind yeah right? i'm just like i love he, I th- I, he's one of my favorite actors yeah, it's true denzel, but he's always kind of playing denzel in this yeah scenario that's very true that's very (laughs) true he he every character he plays i'm like that's denzel yeah but every character i'm like this is who denzel actually is (laughs) that's yeah that's how good he is yeah Uh, yeah so but there's something about scarjo that i just uh i i can't i can't get into anything she does i also uh didn't like her in jojo rabbit but i think that was like 85 percent that hat that i didn't like i didn't know if it was her acting or just (laughs) that fucking hat that they made her wear that entire movie that looked like one of the men on film uh hats from in living color um but then but then i saw her in marriage story and then i was like oh yeah like now i'm fully on board with matt's jojo rabbit hate because like yeah, everything like, everything she did in Marriage Story uh, very much annoyed me. Yeah, it just feels like acting. It all feels like a- an actor, and like even when she's like crying, I feel the words on the page, and and I just I'm <laughs> yeah. just like I just feel her rehearsing, and I feel it. I just it's like I just see too much of the sausage. Yeah, in it. and that's just that's, that's that, a personal thing. That's one of the reasons I actually don't like Stephen King. Oh, as a writer really i think stephen king is a great storyteller yeah 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 but i don't actually enjoy reading his writing because every page feels like 
I'm a pretty good rider, yes, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. okay, you can tell true. I'm a good rider. That's true. He does <laughs> do the true. thing he, where he's like, he's such a good rider that he comes up with the dumbest fucking story idea imaginable, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna make you. Be- I'm such a good writer that I'm gonna make you believe this idiotic plot. Yeah, and you're like, fuck. Yeah, but that's why I'm like, I'm gonna like make you watch- believe this is going somewhere. That's- I like watching yeah. stuff based on Stephen oh, sure. King a lot because yeah. he is a good storyteller. But actually reading him, it's just like. Really? Did you need to do a page to describe the breakfast that he ate? Yeah, like... yeah, he gets, he does go up his own ass a lot, and, yeah. and, and that's true. And uh, this is one of the the blessings of audiobooks is that uh, because I would say I've only read one Stephen King uh, novel with my eyes and listened to like twenty or something, okay. and so uh, yes, I had a lot of trouble with reading Stephen King <laughs> when he was just like go on and on just yeah. describing a meal or yeah. just describing anything and you could tell that he was just like oh uh, pardon me I'm writing right now <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know if you know this like you could see his like little smirk like oh. yeah that's, I can't get past it <laughs> yeah that's true but when you're listening to it uh, you know a lot of the listening to it is like the performance that's being done by the narrator and so the, the narrator can sell the stuff that he's saying and it makes you it like tricks you into going damn dude he's fucking <laughs> deep he's a good writer he's good dude <laughs> that is like that, yeah. that when he does simile I'm like that is the same thing as that and it helps me understand it <laughs> wow like it, it you is, guys and yeah yeah what's up sorry I'm sorry we have some breaking news then we're breaking on this uh, podcast. Oh shit, dude! We're breaking it, which will come out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's it'll be already broken by tomorrow. But uh, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson have tested positive for coronavirus. Holy oh, shit! No! America's sweethearts. Holy shit, dude! I like how they we're got like Corona. I like how we man. saw the coronavirus and it was like, oh man, it's fucking killing all the old people. Maybe this will be the biblical plague. That we've all been yeah. praying for, and it's like the first person, the first famous person with it is like, oh yeah, it's America's sweethearts. Uh, sorry about yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, what and if- it's like, oh my god, rich people can get it. That means anybody can get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is like literally everyone's favorite person is, is like, yeah. oh shit, dude. Like that's why when people have been um, fishy, I'll say facetiously, but you know, some people less than others saying like. Well, you know what would be great is like remember that fucking Joe Biden he could he could get that coronavirus and then all that's left is Bernie and every time someone says that I'm like you guys know that Bernie could also get yeah. it right? yeah. like, and also Trump could get and, it and also Trump <laughs> like, could get it like uh, what are we like let's not let's not wish coronavirus on anyone yeah, yeah. uh just to be safe at the same time though there is like what if like all of the boomers go it yeah. would be sad, and what I don't if, want it. Um, yeah. What if Glenn Danzig got it? Oh, dude, I gotta say, one of your best segues ever. <laughs> oh, like just you like that? That was just, so subtle. Oh, just so perfect and subtle. Like, oh, you're just. I would say after what has it been a decade of doing this podcast? <laughs> yeah. You finally got it, dude. I'm finally easing into my role as host. I've I've only been host. Yeah. For you know, like five years, but uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Um. So, what about Glenn Danzig? Oh, so uh, I believe <laughs> you watched, and I watched. I did 
Glenn Danzig's directorial debut. Uh, Verotica. Verotica, which is erotic yeah. with a K. Or erotica with a K and a V in front of it, which uh, I don't know if you know this. This is based on Glenn Danzig's comic book of the same name, Verotic. Right. Which, uh, yeah, did not know that. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's based on a portmanteau that Glenn Danzig created himself uh, from the yeah. words violent uh, and erotic. Oh, see that. Okay, so that's that explains something because I was very much so waiting for a character named Verotica, and, I, <laughs> and I'll be, I'll be honest. Every character in the film could have been named Verotica, and it would have been just as useless of a name as they all were. As they all had. They they all were useless goth names. But um, uh, oh, you so, mean Morella Grant, is a useless goth name to you? <laughs> yeah, or what about uh, Dracula, the Countess of Blood? Uh, Ooh, yeah. found Drugilla. the name for my new pet. Uh, oh, sorry. Dru- Dru- what is it? Drugilla, I think. Druia or Druia. D-R-U-J-I-L-L-A. Oh, okay. Drugilla, the Countess of Blood. But Grant, you did not watch it. I didn't watch it. I did pull it up on Amazon Prime. I watched the trailer and I was like, this looks too scary for me <laughs> Which is, and immediately messaged you and asked you if I had to watch it. Yeah, that, that was the thing. It was like when you asked, it was like, is this a horror film? I I hadn't yet seen yeah, it. Yeah, I thought you had already watched no, it. No, I just watched it today. And so yesterday when you texted me, I hadn't seen it. But when you're like, is this a horror film? I was like, yeah, probably. And I was <laughs> just, like, oh, no, just, I don't like horror films. Just knowing Glenn Danzig, because Glenn Danzig's entire career is basically thanks to horror films like the yeah. misfits uh like every every song they did was uh named after uh some b movie oh, I mean, or a my horror favorite film. is uh, is return of the fly which i'm return of the fly i'm 95 percent sure he came up with while looking at a poster from return of the fly yeah it, uh, it's <laughs> it is amazing the lyrics for that are uh if you'll excuse me return of the fly Return of the Fly with Vincent Price, Return of the Fly. <laughs> Helene DeLong, Helene DeLong, Francois, Helene DeLong. Like, it's like, it's literally, he's reading the credits. He's, he's and to give, the, IMDb to give page. the man credit, he made that song rock. Oh, no, it's an amazing song. Like, just reading the lyrics does not do the song justice. Like, Helene yeah. DeLong, Helene DeLong. Like, it's like, he's got the greatest voice, yeah. and it's so a great song. When you're like a teenager, you're like, fuck, yeah, this song fucking rules. What's this about? <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. uh, oh, I guess he had a, I guess he had a poster for uh, Return of the Fly. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like describing it. He's like, <laughs> what is it? Uh, he goes like, uh, you guinea pig, and yeah. then human <laughs> hands and feet. Yeah, you guinea pig. <laughs> it's just like describing what he sees on the post. <laughs> he's a he's a guinea pig. Um, anyways, yeah, I'm a real wimp, and I yeah. totally admit it. But I understand I, that horror it's, films. It's uh, got to the point where I'm like, if I watched it, I won't sleep tonight. Yeah, it's, um, I it's feel weird. like you could sleep from this movie. I'm not gonna lie. It, yeah. yeah. For a guy who makes his bones on being uh, scary and evil, uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't think this movie was either of those things. No, I mean, and that was the thing about it is like you realize in watching the movie that like, number one, this is something that like he definitely worked on um, 
a completely on this like for emotional it. level of like what do i like about horror movies <laughs> okay i like the blood and sometimes i like that there's tits and then <laughs> if there's blood and tits that's pretty much all. Oh, oh, and I also like when there's like devils. Oh, spiders. I like little <laughs> scary spiders turning to big spiders. And what else do I like? Oh, uh, I like tits. Did I say that? Yeah, I said that. Oh, we oh. got to have two of them. We, okay, <laughs> let, let's have two. You can't just have one. You got to have two. And like, and like he just kind of mashed together a bunch of things that he likes either in horror films or in sex and was just like, this is a movie. And... Um, and ended up making just one of the worst things. Is it really? Is it really that bad? It's, it's it starts out okay. So it's first of all, it's a series of vignettes. Matt, okay. just um, describe the first vignette for him because I feel like that is okay. the one that really gives you a flavor. The first vignette is called something the albino spider, right? It, yeah, it's, it's like called something the uh, the albino spider of Dajet, and yeah. Yeah, and Dajet so, is a French lady. Yes. So the the first vignette is um, uh, set in France for a reason that I think I've discovered. And my theory is <laughs> um, someone read the script. of They read his first draft and they said, uh, and he was like, this is a movie I wrote. I wrote movie. Could you re-script? <laughs> and someone said, oh, okay. So it's like a series of vignettes. And he goes vignette what is word you, what's what does that word mean and he's like oh it's like a french word i mean like short stories oh yeah i knew what it meant idiot in fact the first vignette is set in france and so that is exactly what happened he realized the vignette was set in france uh, after he discovered what the word so, vignette so this one this so, one opens um it's got two people uh, making out on a couch and i think maybe 10 seconds of the movie had passed and uh, my fiance asked me uh, is this a porno and i was wondering yeah. the same thing because like everything about it screams porn set like they're making out on a couch that has a cover on it almost like they filmed it at someone's house who like didn't want to let them on the furniture and yes uh, has a like pink pixie wig like a ter- everyone uh-huh. in the movie has giant fake tits and ter- and terrible wigs mm-hmm. like that's like the late motif no it, i mean it was it was incredible in that if this movie should have like a uh what is it called uh, there's like the title and then there's uh, what's the thing called after the title it's not called the subtitle is it what is that called? The tagline? Yeah or or no it's like you know when a book has a title and then it has a longer title what is that called, Vince? A subtitle? Is that really called a subtitle? Okay, yeah. anyways. <laughs> what this movie should have been called is inexplicably not porn. Because <laughs> yeah. it is it has every element of porn without the dicks going in. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh without intercourse. And without much, the intercourse, so which is stronger rape themes. Yeah, so like in the same way that like the room is something that feels like softcore porn but actually isn't this <laughs> is this feels like hardcore porn but isn't it's it, it is it's it's wild so it it opens up with uh because it's set in france uh, this couple uh what is her name jeanette um, dajette uh, uh and a dude uh she's going down on him and just to cement the fact that no he's trying france, to get her shirt off no, no, no. First, she's going down on him. 
Okay. It opens with she's going down on him. And uh, to cement that this is in France, he goes, we... We, <laughs> which is like, I just don't think they That's say. That's Danzig we. being like, oh, I know a French oh, word. Yeah. I know a thing or two about the French. Yeah, uh, like I just don't. I mean, I do not think that they say we during sex. I don't think oh we we. I just don't, that'd be like if someone said yes. I just it was too. Uh, they say yeah. I'm sure. I'm positive of it. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so she's going down on him. And uh, then she's done going down on him and then they're making out and then she's trying to take uh, he's trying to take her shirt off and she's like, no, no, please, no, don't do it. And, uh, and you're like, man, you already went way farther yeah, than that. That's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. I said, wait, what? Why is this? This is so weird. But then he does take her shirt off eventually. Um, and in place of nipples. Her titties have eyeballs on them. Oh, <laughs> yes. that's why she didn't want her shirt to come off. Yeah, which I was like, you know what? I got to say in terms of like uh, storytelling, good job so far. <laughs> oh, and by the because way, we have to say the line. He says, your tits, they are looking at me. <laughs> yeah. <that's right. laughs> and you're like, yeah, literally. That's yeah. yeah it, it was it was. uh just it was grotesque and uh and you knew you were in for a wild ride (laughs) Uh, and and so what ends up happening is he leaves uh because you know she's got eyes on her titties he's like this is too weird for me it's too weird for me i'm Uh, sorry the blowjob was great but but that's ending there yeah yeah uh you know eye nipples is where i draw the line (laughs) and so then uh she starts crying and her like roommate you know whatever babette or whatever the fuck is like don't worry about it i Here's the thing. I can't do a French accent, but also interestingly, neither they can could, yeah. neither can anyone oh. in this film. Yeah. Did, did did I raise the point that Dajet is rumored to be Danzig's girlfriend? Oh, that's shocking. Shocking, dude. I mean, just like the whole time I'm watching this, I'm just like, man, Danzig fucked all these girls and I'm positive of it. I'm positive of it and it's so not fair. Doesn't it remind you of being back at the gathering of the Juggalos? Oh my god, yeah. I mean, but it it just like it was just fake titties abound. Um, Anyway, so she is very, very sad at the fact that, um, you know, uh, her, her boy left and she's crying. Meanwhile, there is a terribly done CG'd spider um, <laughs> on a rose uh, that's yes. near her, but it's on the it's it's on a it's on like the stand next to the bed. Uh, but for some reason, when she cries, even though she's laying down, the tear hits the spider. <laughs> the spider falls down and morphs into a giant, evil-looking uh, man spider. Who is on sadness? Who is a rapist and murderer? And so I can't even describe it. So basically, what happens is now she is stuck with this evil spider dude who every time she falls asleep, he comes out at night and then and then chokes out a woman and basically <laughs> breaks her neck. That is yeah. the plot. The plot is that she realizes she can no longer go to sleep. Because every well, that time sounds she like does, classic to he, me. I mean, listen, it's it's kind of like a Freddy Krueger in reverse. <laughs> it's you know, Freddy Krueger sure if the, he was a rape spider. 
Yeah, yeah. It's the Freddy Krueger viewer, a rape spider. Um, That's the new tagline of the movie. The Freddy Krueger rape spider movie. It's, you know, it's a Freddy Krueger. It's Friday the 13th, rape spider edition. Um, (laughs) And so, yeah. So basically the entire plot is that she just keeps falling asleep randomly. And then he keeps going out and like, like he, like. Does he he kill her every time? No, he kills other people. He kills her friends and shit. He kills her friends. He kills random hookers on the street. By the um, way, by the way, like, she, yeah. in, she in an effort n- not to fall asleep, uh, she goes to a porn theater, and yes. one of the dream sequences takes place while the men at the porn theater are molesting her, which was like a yes. weird clash of two ideas that he must have had, which both involve yes. rape. Yeah, yeah. He's a very, like... Rape figures into his psyche in a way that um, disturbs me. Yeah, but yeah. there's also part of me that goes like, "Yeah, but this is also goth rape, which is the <laughs> yeah. fakest." You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like it's like it's rape for people who uh, I think I can safely say aren't raping. You know, <laughs> I think no, if, it's not about. I think if not, if some polyamorous genius chick on tumblr had written a story about getting raped by like a giant dream spider it might have actually been erotic but like in danzig's yes. hands it is like the most juvenile uh like quasi yes. <laughs> that's what it is it's so juvenile that you don't look at it uh, you're not horrified by it yeah you're yeah, not yeah. looking into Danzig psyche and seeing a monster you're looking into his psyche and seeing kind of like a seventh grade juggalo who yeah. really is really good <laughs> you're at looking attacking. into a psyche and just going man this guy's lonely yeah right exactly <laughs> like you're looking into his psyche and you're going like man this guy has worn out his VHS I of mean, the crow just, he just needs some like real contact from yeah. a human being <laughs> this guy is, someone talk to this kid this yeah. guy is 64 and, like, and he still has the fantasies of like an 11 year old yeah, it is. It's wild. Um, Do you want to set up so, the clip, Matt? Yeah. So one of my favorite clips, um, just to show what, uh, just how uh, Rape Spider does does his uh, murdering. He he mostly he he mostly breaks necks. That's what he does. So this is a clip um, where he is going up to a random prostitute uh, and. Um, he's about to murder her. So let's let's set that one up. Okay, here we go. I'm sure I can accommodate his tests. Oh, I am sure you can, my share. First, I wish to bend you over right here and fuck you in the ass. Monsieur is good eyes. As fuck is my speciality. Then, I wish to hear your neck. Stop. Madame. Madame. Oh, oh yeah, stop it, stop oh, it, sorry, stop it, stop it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that is... Uh, I, that was the first thing I texted Vince after watching... Uh, while I was watching, I was just like, uh, I wish to fuck you in the <laughs> ass. And, and he was like... Well, as fuck is my specialty. And it's just like, what is this? You came to the right place. Yeah, it's just, it's just, you, you're watching and you're just going like, at this level of dialogue, you could have just improved. Yeah. You yeah, had yeah. more fun. Yeah. It'd come out more natural, but like, it's just, uh, it's very, it's like, 
have you seen the room tommy wiseau yeah, yeah. like it's very much the room but it's like the difference is and this is why the room is obviously the funniest best worst movie ever yeah. is that like as serious as this movie is like trying to be with it's like already gothy thing uh there's there's still the front that glenn danzig puts up uh, like th- through every aspect of his life of being like i'm really into skulls is like <laughs> it's already it's really so fake that like even uh, he's just projecting more fakeness so it just didn't feel like it's an incompetent incompetently made movie in the same way that ed wood movies are incompetently so, made where you're like yeah i don't know yeah so that's weird because you know like it's hard to know what is intentional in this movie because like Danzig kind of idolizes uh, Ed Wood. Like his record right. company was Plan 9 from Outer Space. Like was, oh, right. was named That's after right. an Ed Wood movie. So like he loves all those bad movies. And so like when you're watching this and it's totally incompetently made, like so often in the movie he will start like a slow zoom shot but like it's not aimed in the right place. Like the actor didn't hit his mouth, yeah. so it's like a slow zoom, and then it'll get close to the where it's and and you can't you can tell that he doesn't know what the target of the zoom was supposed to be, so it just <laughs> sort of meanders around and then fades out, and and yes, and yes. so like uh, so you're like oh so you're laughing because it's so amateurish, but then you're like wait did he like mean to do it this way because he likes badly yeah, made yeah. movies. Yeah, no, that's true. It, it, uh, the, it, I guess that's why it did feel like an Ed Wood movie because it's like the room is just about like nothing and about like this relationship and and whatnot. And because they're not trying to do cheesy special effects or anything, yeah, like yeah. you're just watching it purely for the dialogue and filmmaking, and it makes it just more interesting. Whereas like this is like it's shitty special effects. It's kind of like your your old like B movie shitty film. And yeah, so yeah. it's not as fun, but um, this uh, there's three vignettes. The other two were just awful in ways yeah. that weren't even fun. The first one, one was, was at a, least uh, inspired. Yeah, it was, it was like rape spider. I'm, <laughs> I'm sold. And guess like, the you'll other never, one was, you'll never guess what the, the giant spider who breaks necks. You'll never guess what the yeah. police called him. Oh, uh, I, I actually have it um, on uh, your next bit of audio when she's watching TV. Oh, okay. Well, here we go. In a series of grisly murders. There. On Z television. Their necks broken. With no leads to go on, police are still hoping. The police are calling this murder Le Neckbreaker. <laughs> His name is Le Neckbreaker. And... <laughs> You just a lot you, of creativity flowing out of this know, movie. A lot, a lot of long leaps. You just gotta, you gotta think he wrote it in a night, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Love wrote that. it in a night and was like, "Oh, I made a movie." Like, there's just like Le Neckbreaker. <laughs> it's what well, he probably had it Neckbreaker, and then someone said vignette, and he was like, "What's that?" And it's French, and he's like, "Oh, okay, it's French." And then he said Le Neckbreaker. I don't Do you, have to change a thing. Was there a single actor in this movie that was like read it and was like? Do I have to say the neck breaker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, there's got to be just like yeah. most people were like, we're just happy to be in a movie. But there's got to be one person yeah. that was like, boy, what am I doing? Here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh so no, I think everybody like, in this was absolutely work. fucking stoked to be in a Danzig movie and and yeah, just happy to be there. I think that is yeah. I 
that is the greatest thing about LA is that you can convince uh, anyone to join whatever shitty project that you have going. Yeah. I'm going to make you a star, kid. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, that's literally. And, and uh, you know, I got comedian friends who are just like, do my short film. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, I'm not doing anything else. Eh, might as well. <laughs> I, I have no, I, I know I'm not going to be a star from the film, but I was just like, you know, yeah, all right, I'll do it. It's Hey, is it going to be on YouTube? Fuck yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> um, just uh, for another bit of uh, terrible acting, can you go to the cafe uh, bit of audio? Oh, yes. We, we, we. We we we. Would you like you like to hear that now? Yes, please. What, what's this? What's this? Uh, what's the context of this one? The context is uh, this is just like uh, uh just there's uh so many actors who can't do a French accent <laughs> in this in this thing that you just kind of are like you're, you you uh, because it, it, honestly it made me feel better about the fact that all of all the accents that I do on this stupid podcast, French has been the one that I cannot do. And I just don't understand why. And then I watch this and I go like, yeah, because it's hard. I I feel you. (laughs) Like everyone being terrible (laughs) at it made me feel better about myself. And and so this, this, this clip is just for the people out there who are like, why can't Matt do a French accent? Let me show you what a bad French accent is. Madame. Madame, we are closing. Would you like another refill? <laughs> Madame, hello? Pardon. I was lost in thoughts. She's no, good. I'm leaving. Then may I suggest that one go straight home? For somewhere out there is the neck breaker. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like he emphasized that so much. Uh, he was like, "This is my time yeah, to bring it, it home." Yeah, this is it. The neck breaker. The neck breaker. Like he had like fucking like Eminem, fucking eight yeah. mile song stuck in the head. Just lose your. You only got one shot. Neck breaker. Yeah. Like perfect, dude. You got it. Um, also, in some respects, yeah. this movie ahead of its time. You know, now everybody watching porn so much they can't come unless something weird happens this guy was like i can't come unless i break a neck yeah i mean i it kind of it it makes sense in a way because like there was part of me that was going like i don't think you know i've seen a lot of bad movies and uh i there's always that feeling of like this is like a porn but without the porn yeah but like this was as close as possible yeah like talk about the next vignette after after dajet um, after Dejet is um, just this incomprehensible uh, story um, about a woman who steals faces, and she's <laughs> which is she's a stripper. She's a stripper, and, and like to set yeah, the scene, the mystery woman. Yeah, to set the scene, Danzig shoots no exaggeration, like a full five minutes of screen time of just women stripping. Like at first. You're not even sure if you're still watching the movie or if he is just put in like five <laughs> yeah. minutes of strippers in the middle as like an interstitial. He's yeah. like, man, I know what's going to sell this movie. Yeah. Titties. There, there was a, <laughs> the feeling of every like for this is for the second and third vignette. There's so much empty space that's either <laughs> filled up by stripping or like like just drinking blood. Um, yeah. No, the third one. You go like. They're running out the clock. No, the they're third, like yeah, it yeah. has to be an hour and a half, and the movie is exactly ninety <laughs> no, minutes. No, the third yeah. one, like 
is called the Countess of or Drugilla, Countess of Blood, who you know yeah. is just the Countess of Bathory. Like she gets the Virgin's blood and she fucking drinks it. And there, like, like she, uh, there's extended scenes of her just vamping in the mirror. And yes. again, it's like a full three minutes of this one actress just doing like goofy faces in the mirror while she like thinks about <laughs> yeah. drinking the blood of virgins to the point that I was convinced that uh, like Danzig shot this thing. It was going to be scary and spooky. And then the room like he like handed it over to an editor who realized correctly that the main draw of this was going to be comedy. And so he just like yes. cut it to make it extra funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I gotta say, I tuned out during the third one oh, because yeah, I... there was so much nothing. There was there was <laughs> there was there was more nothing in that one than there was in the second one, where the lady is just where all it is in the second one is she's stripping and then she's cornering someone and stealing their face by cutting it off, Ew. and then cops going, "We got a face stealer on the loose," <laughs> and then back to the stripping. face stealer. Yeah, and then the cop. You know, again, they're like, oh, man, she's stealing lots of faces and then stripping and then stealing faces. And what was she doing with the faces? She puts them on her wall and talks to them. But like even just me describing that gives it too much credit. <laughs> like even like like the idea that she's putting that on the wall and talking to them like it's it's not like I don't want to sell it short or sell it long. I guess it is. It's useless meaningless uh, you're just watching it and you're just like what is this for why and also is this a game of thrones reference again i'm sensing themes here yeah. first one just needed like he was lonely now this one's about having friends to talk to that's true that's <laughs> true and then the third one is just fuck it i'm gonna drink virginal blood yeah and like that one just felt like sex it just felt it's, like it, it's like the first two were like i'd like some friends yeah. and then the third one is like Fine, you guys don't want to be friends yeah, with me. Yeah. I'm just gonna drink blood. Yeah, I'm gonna split curl strokes and then drink their blood. I mean, it really is that. It's like literally that. And and that's like there's something so like it's just so juvenile. Because like remember when like you're in middle school and like you're thinking about all the like like hottest sex stuff and then like the, this is the first time someone told you like, yeah, I heard that during sex that like Cameron and Jenny, I heard that like they like cut each other and then they drink each other's blood <laughs> and you're like oh dude you're like, no, shut up shut you're up like, no dude. i swear i swear dude and it's like dude that's the weirdest thing i heard since daniel ramirez sucks skittles out that girl's pussy <laughs> and you're just and, and, and but it's like you see this as an adult and you just go like what is this why yeah, 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 what's yeah. the reason for this why does this exist why did you not grow out of thinking that <laughs> this looks cool or hot it's just so strange um I have uh, like I gotta say the first the first vignette taken you know separately from the rest is is something that I think you can show people and yeah. and 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 feel like they're going to enjoy it from start to finish yeah because it yeah. is so fucking stupid and so funny. Um, <laughs> well, he tells he, he tells her he wants to bend her over in the alley and fuck her in the ass and then snap her neck and this is like a guy with like mud vein makeup and like fake arms yeah. on and then yeah and then they show his uh you know he's got like a smooth crotch he had his, his spider suit does not include a cock that's uh, true <laughs> but then like he does appear to be like dry humping her i guess I, yeah there's a lot there yeah i mean 
it, it is a lot going on. Um, but I do have the ending. Um, so the ending. Spoiler alert for anyone who's going to watch it. Um, basically, she realizes um, that in order to stop him, she has to kill herself. So she overdoses herself on pills, and then um, while she's asleep. You know, he's like, oh, no, this is bad because you're going to die and whatnot. And then the cops come and shoot him to death. And <laughs> and then he dies. Um, and I have the audio for that. So play that, that last bit. All right. You bitch! Wake up! I am dying! Wake up! So th- he said that while being riddled with bullets. Just like we found out <laughs> set These are the cops. Sergeant, it is too late. She is dead. So young, so sad. We. Oui. But the freak did not kill her. He looks like an overdose. Hmm. So strong. <laughs> Sergeant, her breast, her eyes. We. Oui. Her breasts, her eyes. <laughs> so strange. <laughs> Can I? It feels yeah, so no, much. He said, <laughs> yeah. he straight up says, so strange, which is not <laughs> like that is <laughs> so strange. Like the guy, it, reminds, oh, it like, reminded me of our favorite NPR clip. Yeah, yeah, stutched. Yeah, it did. It did. It was like so strange. Like it's just not, oh, her breasts, they are eyes. We. And that's the ending. Yeah, and that was like, that wow, that wasn't that didn't get a bigger reaction. Yeah, the eye breast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it. Just yep. Yeah, uh, that's it. I mean, I guess like at the point at which you've seen a rape spider uh, die, um, you know, after you've shot a rape spider to death, like breasts with eyes on them aren't that weird. Um, <laughs> oui, that is very say, strange. That's very strange. Uh, I hope there is also, another vignette. Yeah. He could just be killed regularly the whole time. Like, yeah, why didn't? <laughs> apparently, apparently, uh, yeah. At any point, any of the women whose uh, necks he broke could have just stabbed them to death, and that would have worked. Um, the, also, uh, there's just something we left out of this movie, which was the interstitials. Um, so the movie actually opens with a woman who's tied up, and she, and then another Elvira-looking lady comes up. And she's going, no, please, no. And the Elvira lady pulls out her two, you know, two fingers, like fucking, you know, Three Stooges styles. And with her long fingernails, she just drives them into her eyes and then like pulls her eyes out. And then she intros the movie. Like she's just like a hot, sexy crypt keeper, basically. Okay. Who's like, our next story is this and that. And um, it just it got me to think, What was this going to be? A TV show? Is that what this was <laughs> it, supposed to be? Who knows? I, you know, I don't. I, I did not read that, but it's quite possible. It opens with the credit sequence is basically, I would say, half of the budget was spent on the credit on <laughs> on the opening credit sequence, and it's also it's like a fucking it's like a prestige TV uh, fucking uh, credit sequence. It, it's not a movie credit sequence. Did you notice that at all? Well, yeah. The that, fact that... I, I noticed that, and I noticed that, like, some of the names, like, you weren't sure if they were names or production companies. Like, one of the credits just says Albino Spider VGP. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, like, I remember reading that and going, wait, VGP 
is is wait is albino spider is that like a gaffer is that like a best boy <laughs> yeah. like is there is there someone in the crew who was known as the albino spider that one really confused me <laughs> yeah. until i actually watched it and i was like oh okay he's the albino spider um yeah so all in all i would give it a solid b plus yeah yeah solid b plus for sure yeah i mean b double plus in my opinion yeah yeah, be double plus. Um, I give it ten uh, rapist albino spiders up, <laughs> uh, which is who knows how many legs. Um, so yeah, uh, what, what, what? Let's do some emails and get the fuck out of here. Oh, I I don't think we okay. Well, someone uh, emailed about or voicemail. Oh, hold on, we got one for. Oh, sorry, we got we got emails. What am I saying? <laughs> is always bad but tell me more about your dad oh god i am afraid to die the emails vince hates albino spiders all right go ahead <laughs> uh hey frauders I was listening to some older episodes last week, and in one of them, Matt told the story about how he came to own 10 shares of Yahoo stock right after 9-11, with his father telling uh-huh. him, the best time to buy stocks is when there's blood in the streets. I was, right. wondering, <laughs> <true story. laughs> I was wondering if Matt still has those stocks and what stocks he's considering buying next time with the coronavirus <laughs> doing its thing. Uh, also, in an, ep- um, yeah. in, an, in an episode not long after that one, Brett referred to Vince and Matt while they did dueling chest voices as, quote, like two beautiful wounded seals. I hope to hear more text from that guy in the future. Thanks and fraud on, Chris. Um, thank you so much for your email, Chris. Uh, so I do still have that Yahoo stock. I don't know what it's called now because Yahoo um, doesn't. It was like bought or something. Uh, and I actually don't know what it's worth now (laughs) like there used to be a time where i could go to the app the stocks app um that comes standard with every iphone and then look up yahoo which i think is i'm looking up now y-h-o-o okay so yahoo is not there anymore there is no more yahoo really there is uh so it's something else now and i don't know what it is so i can't look it up and i get these like monthly uh, email, uh, mails, you know, what do you call regular mail mails, letters yeah, from letters. Charles Schwab, uh, and that says what my like stock account looks like now. And I know now it's like, uh, I, I put all my McDonald's money into it and <laughs> that was like a thousand, a thousand dollars. Wait, what McDonald's and money? now what's that? What do you mean? McDonald's money? What? I worked at McDonald's for oh. like uh, nine months oh, shit. and my parents made me save half of my paycheck. So, and then they said, now you have to invest it. And then, um, so I b- took a thousand dollars and I bought like a bunch of Yahoo stock and then a bunch of like random shit, like, like, like Intel or like <laughs> GE, just cause I was like, I've heard of those. And now it's like 20 years later. And, uh, now it's worth four thousand dollars. Mm. So, I just have four thousand dollars somewhere. That's nice. Which is nice. That's. Yeah. I just. Took, I don't know how to access somehow. it. Yeah. Yeah. I. I think if I went to a Charles Schwab and said, "Can I have my money?" They'd probably be like, 
I guess, then <laughs> give it to me. But um, at this point, I'm just writing, writing it out. I want to see, like, if I if I lose all four thousand um, dollars, it'll be worth it because it'll have been fun. But uh, if I ever need that money, you know, uh, yeah. So what stocks am I looking at now? Uh, none. I I don't I don't I I'm not gonna play that game. I think if I ever have a lot of money, you know, maybe I'll get like a like a mutual fund. I hear uh, my dad say the words <laughs> mutual fund a lot. Yeah, like that yeah. sounds like an adult thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Blue chip stocks, mutual <laughs> funds, IRAs. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of, you know, I, I think he's talking about banking. It's Or it just could be, you know, maybe that's Yiddish I've never heard. <laughs> that was a fun little jab at my Jew dad. Um, anyways, <laughs> I love I love my Jew dad. Um uh, I love I love my Jew self. Um, I love my Jew yeah, dad. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's yeah. Uh, that's it. I I don't know. Like coronavirus uh, is making the stock market tank, and I'm just like sick at this point. I'm so detached from like. Dun- there was a time where like no 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 my corona sorry. Dude, that took so long. Yeah, I know. Well, uh, it's got a build. That's one of those, uh, you know, it's a song parody. What are you going to do? Okay. I just remember in 2008 when the stock market started crashing and all that shit started happening, I there was part of me that was like, oh, fuck. What does this mean? Um, and then when I realized I didn't own a home or Yeah, stocks, it's like one of the best times to be poor. Yeah. It, it was just kind of <laughs> you're like, like, oh, this doesn't affect me. This literally doesn't affect me yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> Like the worst it can affect you is like if your boss owns a bunch of shit like stocks and stuff and then they're wiped out. Yeah. And and, and so you got to hope that I guess that doesn't happen. But I'm like now at the point where I'm watching the fucking stock market in free fall and I'm just like, do it. Fall more. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun watching it. because How you're just, low can you go? Yeah. How low how can, can you go? go? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I yeah, because it just makes me because I know that there's people out there who are actively destroying the world who are freaking out. It makes me feel good. So that's about it. Yeah. Um, Hey fellas, I just listened to the Ben episode that you released for a second time, having paid to listen to it the first time. Uh, Yeah. Patreon.com slash broadcast. We'll have uh, more uh, bonus episodes. this More bonus episodes coming out. That's right. Uh, And man, it brought back the feels. Having listened since the very beginning, it brought back all the memories of the jokes and laughs you shared with us. I love it. Haven't missed an episode and will continue to listen, continue to listen till the day Vince finally truly fucks this up. Matt, he really is a bad host. (laughs) How have you made it this long? Uh, It also really made me miss Brett and Brendan, which I know you hear a lot. I hope my friends, I hope my friends joke and laugh about our memories the way you do. A true sign of a caring friend. Keep frotting on and maybe talk about a movie every once in a while. I am Canadian and do enjoy your political opinions, but come on now. Haha. John Mike. You know what, dude? We have opinions, all right? We're not afraid to... (laughs) I I, I have to re-listen to the Ben episode. I I remember listening to it once and then... Um, and then being like, this is, this is a really sad episode. We had, we used to have a host, but he died. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Vince killed him. No, I'm just kidding. And I felt like, um, I, like I listened back to it and I was like, oh man, this is, this has like a lot of Jew jokes in it. This could be problematic. And then as soon as we played, <laughs> we played a clip of Ben, like Ben's, Ben's jokes were way worse. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Ben's Ben's were the most offensive. Um, so and and you can't be canceled when you're dead, right? <laughs> just, uh, that's one of the perks of being dead. Um, yeah. Hey, you know what? We spent a good portion of this um, podcast uh, today talking about movies. So you know what, Mister Canada, uh, you know, enjoy. Suck it up. Enjoy, bro. Enjoy is what I meant. We love you. <laughs> We love you, yeah. We like, love you. Honestly, I would do a lot more repeats, but uh, I don't know if you... Well, first of all, I'm terrified of getting canceled, and I have no idea what we said while we were drunk on a podcast seven years ago. Um, and secondly, yeah. it's really hard to listen to your like six years ago self make dumb jokes on a podcast. So like, I would try to listen to vet them, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's really hard to listen to like five years ago. The whole time you're me. just like, man, what an idiot. Yeah, yeah what pretty an much. idiot. <laughs> yeah, I used to listen to the podcasts that we would do like when they came out and it'd be like, oh, that was fun what we did yesterday. Yeah. And uh, and now I try to do that and I'm just like, wow, what the fuck are we talking about? And I turn it <laughs> off. No, it's it's easier when it's like less than a week old, but when it's like five years old, you're like, oh, holy shit. Uh, yeah, it's tough. I'll say well, that. It's nice to hear Ben. <laughs> Unless you're bad. Um, well, thanks uh, for those wonderful emails. And um, I think uh, I think it's time to put this podcast to rest. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, stab it in the eyes with our fingers and with, with our long with our long sexy fingernails and yeah. drink the blood. Uh, Grant, thank you so much for coming hey, on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Where thanks for hanging out Grant for so Lyon. long. We're sorry we kept you so long. No, it's fun. I had a good time. Hell yeah. Well, uh, when does this come out? tomorrow tomorrow well i have my debut label album Woo! coming out march 24th beautiful so what is the album called uh, it's called scheduled fun time scheduled fun times yeah so, so schedule in some fun time with grant yeah. lyon on march, march 24th. 24th and uh right now this week it's streaming exclusively on pandora oh that's sick so i'm like the pandora featured artist <laughs> oh, or hell whatever. yeah what so, label you did you go through 800 pound gorilla oh records? yeah dan yeah. Dan, did you did you work with Dan? Uh, uh, no, I worked with uh, Anthony there oh, okay. and Ryan Bitzer. Oh, uh, nice! It was great. I just know that Dan, who used to work at uh, Audible, moved to Eight Hundred Pound oh, Gorilla, nice. and uh, and I love that man. Uh, Dan has been helping me some with like the final rollout. Oh, of cool it stuff. So, nice. Yeah. So check out Scheduled Fun Time. Yeah. With uh, that's Grant Line's debut album. Coming out on March 24th. Um, Patreon.com slash Frotcast. More bonus episodes coming up soon. Frotcast at gmail.com for any questions, comments, concerns, whatever you want to talk about. Please send us an email. Vince, what's the Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We love you lots. And until next time, good night and good chins.